Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio Show. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And we're here to bring you the latest news and reviews on everything tech-related. Whether you're a beginner or an expert, we have something for you. So welcome and thank you for joining us. Marsha, how's your week? Hi, Mark. Everything is great. Busy as any. And it was such a tech week. We have so much to talk, so much to talk about. Yeah, I mean... I was going to say, our first story personally makes me sad. I well, started an AM radio when I was about 17, 16 or 17 years ago. And not years ago. All, but, all our Gen Z listeners. But. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I've been in it for my whole life. I've, I've broadcast in college uh, and I've, you know, I've done that a lot. And AM radio was a fantastic source. Uh, KBC, which is a station I was on for 10 years, was the number one rated talk radio station in the country at the time. Uh, and it's just been, you know, a fantastic way to get news and information and music and whatever else. Well, apparently, and this is sad, car manufacturers have decided, uh, BMW, Volkswagen, Mazda, and Tesla electric vehicles are removing AM radios from their vehicles. Ford is eliminating them from all of their vehicles, whether it's electric or gas-powered. And, you know, I mean, sadly, AM radio has been a dying source of information, you know, between shows like ours, podcasts, and uh, somewhat FM radio and satellite radio. People are just not listening to AM radio anymore. Well, you know, and the problem is... You're talking a whole lot about people who can afford to pay for services, okay? There's a lot of people out there now, some auto manufacturers saying less than 5% of cars are listening to AM radio, but they don't have access to all the older cars that are out on the road. They only have access to the brand new cars who have other things built in. Yes, and maybe people have tried other things, but the only way... You can get certain information. I mean, AM signals, unlike FM, which they're considering leaving in the cars, travel enormous distances at night. Um, I do a tech segment on KFI, AM 640 in Los Angeles, on Thursdays. That goes all the way from San Diego. Sometimes as far north, we get calls from Portland. So, (laughs) first of all, it has a super Yeah, KFI is one of the few stations that still has retained a good size audience for AM listening. But everything else, uh, the ratings on KABC, which were about a month ago, I was looking, I was just astounded. When I was doing the show on KBC, we were getting about 30,000 listeners a month. Uh, their ratings for last month and their drive time, you know, their, what they call their morning hours, they had 400 people listening. Well, you know, and the thing is, AM radio, even if they narrowed it down to a certain amount of stations, but once, oh, you have to, AM radio is not expensive. You can buy a portable AM radio on Amazon oh, for, for seven yeah, bucks. So they're not saving big money. What they're doing is they're getting more kickback from Apple CarPlay 
and the other apps because AM radio is honestly the best way to get traffic information. That's sure. where I get it, and that's why I mainly listen to it when I'm driving. I just wish there were more music AM stations because the traffic issue, it it's a serious thing. And also the emergency broadcast system runs over AM radio. Um, even Pete Buttigieg said that removing AM radio from cars is, a quote, a grave threat to future local, state, and federal disaster response and relief yeah. efforts. Because a lot of first responders um, view AM radio as a vital source of diversity in media. So this needs to happen. I mean, even seven former FEMA management agency leaders joined in a letter to Pete and this is serious. This is a serious thing. We, and it's Ford, VW, BMW, Mazda, Volvo, Tesla, Polestar, and Rivian. Um, several other companies said they have no plans to eliminate AM, and that would be Mitsubishi, Nissan, Subaru, Toyota, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Jaguar, Land Rover. Um, they're going to keep it. General Motors didn't respond as to what they're going to do. Um, and it's all the small stations. It's the college stations. Even if there are 12 people listening, if they've paid for a band on the, on the radio, they should be able to broadcast. Yeah. Uh, it's important. I mean, so the, the way you're going to have to listen if this happens, and it, and it will, honestly, it's going to take years before this affects people. And not everybody gets a new car every year. So if your car has a, currently has an AM radio, it could be years before you're affected by this. But the reality is that you can, if you have a smartphone, you can get AM radio uh, for as long as they last, AM radio stations on your phone. I think iHeartRadio has a number of oh, AM I radio Oh, radio carries, carries our podcast, but it yes, carries... Correct. Um, iHeart Media stations live while they're yeah. on the air. So people yeah. can listen to it through that. But again, the most important part is local content. When you're listening to AM radio, you're going to get news at the top of the hour and at the bottom of the hour. Right. So you're going to hear that full-time weather. You're going to get high school football games. I mean, you're going to get it all. Right. And yeah, it's not fancy. It's not today or hip or cool, but it's really important. And yeah, I hope I hope they figure this out because it was a tremendous source of uh, news, as Marcia said, news and information and weather and traffic and all those things. And now, you know, I guess a lot of the manufacturers figure, you know, the traffic, if you have Apple Maps or Google Maps, they show traffic. But it's yeah, not the same as the, listening. But the, Exactly. And you yeah. don't need the distraction of looking at right. maps right. to see where the traffic is going to go. And uh, once again, they do not get kickbacks from the purchased networks. So we normally don't talk politics, but this is an important thing. AM radio needs to be saved because it is so important. Have you ever listened to a baseball game on AM radio? It's spectacular. Oh, all the time. I mean, it's even better than watching... Uh, I hate to say it, a baseball game on Apple TV could be the worst experience yeah. ever. I mean, but, Vin, uh, the, one of the greatest broadcasters of all time, Vin Scully, used to call it a word's eye view. And it was, it is. I mean, that's where we got, you know, I remember sitting in class as a kid during the World Series 
and I took in those days, they were transistor radios, which are still around, and you plugged it in. I ran the headphone up the sleeve of my shirt, and I leaned down so I could listen to the Dodger games in the World Series while in class. So, kids, now you know how they used to be. <laughs> exactly. That's but what we had to do to listen to stuff. you have apps like, you know, iHeartRadio and things like this. But still, there is an FM radio in every, almost every phone right now. Yes, for And sure. they don't activate it. You can't use it. So this is all BS. It's all on the take. And if you can stand up and help your local AM station, I think it's yeah. a great idea. Listen, it's a great place to, to uh, listen to things. Now, Google uh, okay, so, I.O. totally yeah, Google took I. O. over Big the week. week. Yeah. I mean, that was insane. Did you watch it? I did not. I watched the whole thing. It was A, scary. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the AI in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Google Fold, the Google, excuse me, let's make a different definition here. You've got Google, mm-hmm. which is Android, and you've got Pixel, mm-hmm. which is also Android when it's the phone. Mm-hmm. The Google Pixel phone and the Fold was quite remarkable in the fact that when you looked at it head on, it looked like a regular you know, soap bar shaped phone. Right. When you split it open, it was a small tablet. Yeah, and what was interesting. interesting is they said that when it's open, it's thinner than any phone, hmm. which hasn't been the case, you know, in, in previous foldables. Mm-hmm. They're still pretty thick. It's a 5.8-inch uh, a display when closed and a 7.6-inch screen, uh, screen when unfolded, which is, you know, Pretty, pretty hot, but it is. It's wildly expensive, insanely expensive. It's using the new Tensor G2 system on a chip, and that's important because that's really up-to-date and very cool, but it's going to cost you $1,700, which is more than I'm. most people are ever going to oh, pay think, for a phone. Yeah. And the truth is, foldable phones are only 2% of the market, and I don't think they're going to grow a whole lot. Because I don't think people want to get further in deep with their phones. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I'm assuming that the phone when folded is probably similar size to what a normal iPhone or Android phone would be in thickness. Um, it's yeah. not that much bigger. I mean, my iPhone is 6.7 inches, which means this unfoldable phone is 7 inches. But you know, the it's interesting thing is they difference. don't talk about weight. So that's interesting. They also unleashed, and it's for pre-sale on the Google Store, the Google Pixel tablet, which I've been waiting for. I'm excited about. I want it. It also has the Tensor G2 chip, Android 13, 8 gigabyte of RAM, a nano ceramic finish, and it's an 11-inch display, which is just fine. Mm -hmm. Uh. You know, I've heard people whine about the bezels around the sides of the tablet, but if you've ever used a tablet, it's real simple when you're using a tablet to tap the edge of it and move the screen to change the thing. I prefer to have a little bezel around the edge of a tablet, so it doesn't bother me. It has three microphones, two 8-megapixel cameras on the front and back, and frankly, who's taking pictures with your tablet? Some of I don't know. <laughs> it's just not yeah, happening. Rare. 
It has USI stylus support. Um, and it's selling for four ninety nine in the Google Store. And if yeah, you have really a Google One account, you get a percentage off. Oh wow! Okay. So then they showed the. I'm Google, sure it's going to be nice. The Google Pixel Seven A, which is a mid range phone, and man, it looks great. Again, the Tensor G two chip, sixty four megabyte, uh, excuse me, megapixel main camera, and a thirteen megapixel ultra wide camera. And it's got super great refresh, 90 hertz, support for wireless charging. And I don't know the exact price, but the Pixel CA could cost around $450, $499, which is a great deal. So are you going to buy this, the Google tablet? Um, probably. I haven't... What I didn't mention is the Google tablet also comes with a stand, and that's how you charge it. When you're not using it, instead of losing it like we're always losing the iPad in the house, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you just drop it into a stand, and it has magnets at the bottom, and it charges the tablet while it's sitting in the stand. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, So that's really nice. And there are speakers in the stand. So should you want to play music, you've actually got real speakers. Um, so I do like it. I like it a lot. It is not a smart display. So if you want a smart display, that's a whole other discussion. A smart display would be like the Google Hub or you have, I think your wife has the Alexa something or other, right? Yeah, she, yeah, she has Google Assistant. Uh, well, or, right. Whatever that's it's a, called. That's in the Google Hub. Right. And yeah, so this this is not that. You won't see the same type of display and that. Why is that? Because a smart display is not Android. It's its own little operating system. Mm-hmm. So I think I will keep my Google Hub just where it is. It's my clock. I like it on my nightstand. Yeah. I don't know where I'd, I will keep the tablet when I get it, but I'll figure that out at the time. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see. You know, we've had a lot of tablets that have come out through the years. You and I tested a million different tablets, Samsung, you know, Apple. Samsung um, makes a great tablet, but they're way overpriced. Although, uh, to fight Google when it came out, they dropped their prices on tablets, bargain basement deals. And I thought about it, and frankly, it's Samsung. Right. And since both phones are Android, and Android is owned by Google, when you get a Pixel device, and I have in my book, Android Smartphones for Seniors, Good book, by the way. It's on Mm -hmm. Amazon. Um, I tested every one of them. And the cleanest experience without all kinds of junk apps on the phone was on a Pixel because it is a Google device. And Samsung, frankly, they had that uh, their own assistant. Why do you need two assistants? Android has an assistant. It's Google. Why do you need your own? Why? Because Samsung needs the data. And as we get in in a minute here and talking about AI, just remember that it's all about the data. There's nothing free on this planet. Right. (laughs) So know that everything you do with AI is about the data. Well, you know, speaking of which, uh, AI email and texting. So what was your story there? Um, Well... They will have an AI, believe it or not, that will write your email for you. You can do it right there on your phone or in on your desktop. 
right. on your laptop, on your tablet, and you just, you can write a short outline or what you'd want the letter to be. And BARD, which is Google's AI, will write the email for you. Now, mm-hmm. generally, it'll give you first draft, and then you go back in and say, can you add some facts regarding... Um, can you make it more playful? Can you make it more serious? Mm-hmm. And after two or three passes, you're going to have a really nice email, which is sad because nobody's going to know how to write an email anymore. Yeah, right. And the same thing with texts. It's going to have suggestive texts, not suggestive, should suggested Pro- Projective. Oh, and another thing they mentioned uh, on the cameras and on Google Photos, of course, the magic eraser. Video on blur, picture on blur, which sharpens pictures, unbelievable. You may note if you use an Apple device, some of the magic of Google Photos has disappeared from your device. And I guess that's because Google is tightening it up. So now they have a tablet. You want to use these magic things. Um, a lot of the magic changes are kind of scary. They use AI. The magic Mm -hmm. eraser is one example. Um, And there's another one which will actually move people around in a photo, put people next to each other. I personally think there's some danger of deep fakes being made with it. Um, You know, I'm seeing the other side to AI a whole lot on this. Well, there's a lot. I mean, there are without a question, but it's coming. It's not going away. It's wildly popular. Microsoft is all over the thing, as are other companies. Yeah, well, so are drugs. But <laughs> they're yeah, well, not helping. Yeah, and any- they haven't gone away either. So good yeah, luck with that. But they're not helping anybody. No. So well, I've yeah, I don't know that I make the comparison to drugs on AI, but I do well, think I, that- I would because people are jumping into this like it was a drug. Um, just skipping right here uh, before we talk about the messenger app for Apple. First off, some brilliant 23-year-old girl used OpenAI's technology to create an AI version of herself that'll be your girlfriend. Yeah, which is creepy. For a dollar a minute. It's creepy. It's past creepy. Yeah. What about all these people who have no social skills, who never made it out of the house during the pandemic? Um, It's called Karen AI, and it's a voice-based chatbot. That builds itself as a virtual girlfriend. They had to shut mm-hmm. it down recently because the AI, which is, as you know, fed by the input of people, started engaging in sexually charged chats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, she, in the first couple months, she got $72,000 from her followers. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. She is on. Uh, Snapchat, so she has a huge following, over a million people. And, you know, what about people? What about kids who are going to be spending all their time talking to nothing? Yeah, there there are a number of these. um, You find them on Facebook a lot. There are a number of apps like this where you engage in a relationship, and, and I've read reviews from people, yeah, I mean, it was great, but then after a year of spending time with her, I realized she wasn't real. I mean, obviously, they know that. And, and it got to the point where it's very sad, and you've developed this relationship with a bot, and it's not a real person. At a dollar a minute. At a, well, yeah, those <laughs> are, that one's a little more expensive. These ones that you see on Facebook 
are uh, you know they're you pay for them but not a dollar a minute but this one is so real and they think her ai can bring in you ready five million dollars per month based on the prediction that twenty thousand members of her 1.8 million person snapchat following will become paying and regular karen ai subscribers yeah very i mean look kudos for her for figuring this out right oh yeah what were you doing when you were 23 (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, so, uh, you know, congratulations to figuring this out. And she was smart enough to do that. 99%, I think I read that, were all male that follow her or that pay the buck an hour. And uh, it's, you said a dollar an hour, right? A dollar a minute. A dollar a minute. Okay. Well, which is crazy. So you're spending 60 bucks an hour to talk to not a real person. Um, But, you know. That's one of the dangers right, of AI. Let's break away from AI for one second and let's talk about Facebook Messenger. All right. As far as I'm concerned, this is a total non-event. I have n- literally never used, first of all, I almost never use Facebook Messenger. I don't like the intrusiveness of it. I rarely actually respond to anything that comes on there. And I've never used it on my phone. I don't know. Maybe there are a lot of people that do. I'm not one of them. Lots of people do. And I hear that when you have it on your Apple Watch, it's very annoying because you have a lot of friends on Facebook who's sitting around doing nothing, you know, who post and right. whatever. Uh, they'll be sending you messages all day. And boop, 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 boop. Yeah, that is annoying. You know. That is annoying. Um, like I say, I never use it, but okay, uh, it's gone. You know, and you can't, interestingly enough, the, the most popular uh, WhatsApp is not even available for, and it never has been, and I haven't been able to figure this out why, but you cannot get a WhatsApp uh, app for your phone, for your uh, watch. Well, what's ha- interesting is Elon announced they're going to be doing encrypted chats from Twitter DMs and encrypted videos. Mm-hmm. So that's in the works right now, and the you know that's calls, chats, videos. I think it can be a, it's newer technology. And frankly, I don't trust much of anything that Facebook does. So You're right. This, yeah, exactly. Even though we all use WeChat, you know, uh, not WeChat, um, Facebook Messenger. Yeah. But I really, you know, use it rarely. And I tell people, you know, if you want to discuss this, we can email. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, so on to Wendy's? the next story, AI. This is crazy. Yeah, uh, Wendy's, you know, your favorite Wendy's hamburger place, is they, they're testing it in one location in Ohio. Uh, it's The AI is going to take your drive-through order. Now, I can foresee lots of issues with this, but if you want a spicy chicken sandwich, you ask the AI to ring it up for you. Uh, they're teaming up with Google, uh, an AI-powered chatbot for drive-through. Uh, the idea is to streamline the ordering process and speed up the drive-through experience. Um, I guess that would be faster. I don't know. Unless it doesn't work, then you got a big problem. And then, you know, three cars in a row. Well, I don't think they'd be testing it in a store if it didn't work. No, I, I suspect that it will. I they're testing it in one store to refine it. Yeah. Although, have you ever uh, sent a, t- a text by voice? I'm sure you've done that, right? All the time. How often is it screwed up? Never. Well, you would be the only one in America. No, Android Android voice to text is perfect. 
Absolutely. Well, it's funny because, you know, I have people that not, not only uh, on iPhone friends, but Android, and you get all kinds of weird messages, you know, from the voice texting, and then there's always a thing, oops, sorry, voice texting. Now, so, mine, mine always works, and you have to remember to say your punctuation marks, like comma, right. period, yes. question mark. Yeah. Um, I never have a problem, unless yeah, I have I a, mean, I'm it, doing a proper name. And it rarely gets proper names. Well, you're lucky because I, I find that all the time that that happens. Um, but this thing, I mean, it'll be interesting. It's going to mimic real drive-through operators. It's going to ask you, would you like a Frosty with that? So it's going to upsell you stuff and attempt so to do that. So what's a Frosty? Uh, it's one of their drinks. Okay. You know, so if you order, I don't go there, so I don't. I don't really know. I was one of their to, like, I, ice cream been, or something. I drinks. went to one recently because I heard they had baked potatoes. <laughs> oh, not sure I would go to Wendy's for a baked potato, but it's whatever. It's a potato, for gosh sakes! You yeah, don't want to buy a potato. You're on your way home. You're having steak at home at night. You want a baked potato? You want a potato you with stop that? Stop off at Wendy's. And I mean, pick some up of the potato. stuff is okay. I will tell you that I actually, I was craving a shake. And I didn't know where to go. And I passed by a Jack in the Box, which is probably the first time I've been to Jack in the Box in, I don't know, 30 years. And I drove through and I got a chocolate shake. It was one of the best shakes I've ever had. I know. I uh, got Fast food shakes are spectacular. And They're just great. so you know, the caloric content on the ones from McDonald's are the best. As a matter of fact, the McDonald's ice cream cone mm-hmm. was approved by my trainer. Oh, that it's wow. the lowest dessert. Fat wise and calorie wise that you can get, and uh, they said anytime you want, you want one of those, go for it. Yeah, you know, not so much with Wendy. I mean, with Jack in the Box, it's a large shake is about eleven hundred calories. So, you know, I mean, normal shakes are are heavy also. But I did look up; it's real ice cream. You know, there's no you know the horrible ingredients in it. So if you're craving a shake, hey, go for the Jack in the Box. It's yeah, really I'm pretty good. sure the ones at McDonald's have horrible ingredients, but then again, Probably. the calorie count is way low. So yeah. I'm much happier on that. <laughs> now, here's the good news: Wendy's CEO said the tool was designed to help human workers to do their job efficiently, not replace them. Do I think that's true? Mm, not so know. sure. That's true. I don't know. Uh, scare is very scary. Is Amazon is being flooded with all these putzes? Uh, look it up on Google. Um, <laughs> all these putzes who are posting books written entirely in AI. Oh sure. The books suck because these are people who don't know how to write. Mm-hmm. They're looking for the easy way to do it, and they can generate a really catchy title that mm-hmm. you're going to want to buy. And Amazon finally just said, nope, and they're deleting the books. I mean, even children's books they were posting, um, the algorithms, it's its unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Uh, there's ethics people all up, upset about it, mainly because a lot of times it draws content from existing books. Oh, of course it does. Sure. So... <laughs> Uh, Amazon is on the lookout, and I'm glad, and hopefully they're watching out for us. Because yeah, because I'm sure a lot of people are, are using AI to write the books and then self-publish them. I don't know how much money you make self-publishing. I suspect it's not a lot because everybody tries to self-publish a book when a uh, actually, uh, you know, you have a book company well, that publishes Well, technically, if you self-publish, you make more. Because you because you get a hundred percent right. I get royalties from the net profits of my publisher. I got to tell you, I sell lots of books. I've sold over a million, almost two million at this point in my career, 
And yeah, it's only a percentage, but I have somebody else doing all the work. <laughs> right. Well, right. Exactly. Now, so, I mean, that's that's going to be very interesting to see where, again, every week we have a new AI story because it is important and it's getting more and more popular. And before uh, the, we uh, jump off the AI train, yeah, uh, all those who may not have heard it, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, is on strike in Hollywood, which is going to cause a lot of problems mm-hmm. with TV shows. As a matter of fact, Mayim Bialik walked off of Jeopardy and Ken Jennings stepped in because he... Because he's a Jeopardy guy. He's not a Hollywood guy. Right, right. And yay, I I like him better on Jeopardy. Anyway, but the point is, um, there's plagiarism machines, as they call them, and that's part of the strike. Um, What they've started doing, instead of having, you know, if you watched old TV shows, if you watch Mrs. Maisel, um, you can see the writers for the TV show that's in Mrs. Maisel, they meet once a day, they write, they, things are approved, um, they write first drafts, redone, and it's the whole thing. But what Hollywood wants to use is AI. Yeah, yeah. And to be frank with you, and to be perfectly honest, I deleted it, and I wish I hadn't, a job offer, $40 an hour to me, uh, to write the beginning, the climax, and the end of a TV episode. Now, if I've written that, that, and that, mm-hmm. you could put that into AI, and an AI oh, model could easily. And how much are they going to pay me for it? And am I going to get any royalties? Certainly not. No. So, I mean, it goes even deeper than that, and I won't get into it, but this is why there's a strike in Hollywood. And... Uh, Almost 95% of the writers now are at base salary, which is right around minimum wage. Yeah, it's true. And they keep them in writer's rooms. No longer are they able to interact with the actors during filming. They're brought in to write the scripts and leave. It's not a a good system anymore. No, I mean, that's how we ended up with so many reality shows, because when the last writer's strike, which was 15 years ago, uh, there were no writers to write shows. So they came up with the you know survivor type shows and all kinds of stuff. And I think and this was I all where this planned is by go. the studios. I think this was. And just so you know, the real shows where they have real writers are the old ones where you see they have 22 episodes mm-hmm. because the writers stay with the show. And right. if things need to adapt because of politics or something going on in the show or somebody getting sick, uh, they're not going to AI. They're going to real writers who understand the characters, who live and breathe the stories. Mm-hmm. And they're successful. I mean, think of Grey's Anatomy, been on what, like 20 years or 20 something? 20 plus years, yeah. And it's new characters almost every season, but the stories are there. So that's the writer's strike. Okay. Uh, now is the time of the show where we search the planet, the universe, and Best Buy for our buy of the week. Thank you, Marcia. This is actually a great buy. Uh, if you're looking for a TV, this is a Toshiba, which is considered to be a very high-quality TV. It's their 55-inch, so it's a good-sized television. It's model number c 350 LED 4K UHD Smart Fire TV. And it comes with pretty much all the bells and whistles that you want. 60 hertz on the refresh rate. Uh, motion rate is 120. 
uh, Fire, as I said, Fire TV. You can get all the pick up all the streaming services. Comes with four HDMI inputs. Uh, works with uh, Amazon Echo. We don't say her name because she starts talking if we do that. Um, and it's a very, very nice TV. On the rating side, there were 1,286 ratings on Best Buy, and it was virtually five-star for picture, price, and uh, sound quality. So this is available today at Best Buy and should be around for for a bit. Its normal price is $469.99. Uh, you pay $279.99. So you're saving 190 wow. bucks off the price, and you're getting a 55-inch 4K HD TV, UHD TV. Uh, again, it's the Toshiba 55-inch C350 Series LED 4K, available at Best Buy for two seventy nine That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. If you, if you need a TV, go rush out to Best that Buy because that's a good one. That, that, that's a heck of a deal. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, and that's our buy of the week. Um, um, real quick, you've been I wanted to talk to let... about Google and the dark web. Well, uh, let's skip through that because we're kind of at the end. Okay. Uh, I sent you a message. <laughs> oh, I didn't read it. I was yeah, reading I my buy of the week. That's kind oh, of now I see it. it we're, so we're going to skip Google and the dark yeah. web <laughs> <laughs> and move this on is to kind uh, of what you do in radio. This is the way we supposedly speak to each other during the show. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting story, but we can give it to you next week because it ain't okay. going stale because they're not instituting it for a few months. Okay. But one thing you really ought to know, if you have an older email address, Yahoo, Hotmail, AOL, Earthlink, um, That's <laughs> ones me. like that, um, stop. Just stop because they are hurting you. They're hurting you if you're trying to get a job on LinkedIn. And they will be hurting you if you're on dating sites. Now, if you want, keep that old email address. Even me.com and iCloud.com give a clue as to your vintage and also your technology uh, talents. Mm -hmm. It's setting up an, a Gmail account is not hard. And I recommend everybody do it. Keep your old email address for personal, for family, and all that. But if you're going to be online, putting your face forward, hoping you'll get a job someday or you'll get a consultancy gig, you're not going to get it with an AOL.com email address. Yeah, it's very interesting. It suggests a lack of sophistication. And I know you're very sophisticated and I know you're very cool. But people are judgy. And that's, yeah, that's sad. sad. You know, and don't use things like bongwater69 at gmail.com. <laughs> use your name. And if your name isn't available, use an underscore in it. There are a lot of ways you can fix this. You're having a problem with it, email us at markandmarsha at gmail.com, and we'll help you figure out a new Gmail address. Yeah, that's a tough one because I have had, and you know, the, the big issue is most people just don't want to, you know, they have their email, all their friends have their emails, and they don't want to change the email but address because it's a lot of work. But you see, that's the thing. You keep that one for private. You right. have that forwarded to your Gmail uh, account, and you'll be able right. to see it all on one screen. Yep. And it, you can keep it, but yeah. for professional reasons, you don't want to look like a Luddite. No, that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And I have four or five email addresses for various purposes, but I retain my original one. By the way, and, before you do the 
top-watched movies. By the way, we get our top-watched movies and TV shows from realgood.com, great mm-hmm. website. Um, I watched it. It launched yesterday, the Michael J. Fox uh, documentary called yeah, Still how was that? Spectacular. I recommend really? it to everyone. Somebody's going to have to go real far to win the documentary Emmy Award with that out there. It, it, it's excellent. Yeah. he's He's been through... You know, hell. Uh, He's been through a lot of highs too. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as a, I mean, a a terrific actor, mega popularity at the height of his popularity, he got Parkinson's, and uh, it's been very devastating for him. And uh, you know, that's a tough one. So, tell Um, us, Mark, what are you seeing in the top ten movies? Well, the top ten, I and I actually have been wanting to watch this and haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But it's called A Man Called Otto. Uh, with Tom Hanks, gotten very, very good reviews. It's streaming right now on uh, Netflix. Uh, I talked last week about The Diplomat. I've only been able to get one show in, watch one uh, with Carrie Russell. From That's the a Americans. TV show. You're talking about movies. Oh, here. wait. We're talking movies. I'm sorry. You are 100% correct. Uh, Ghosted, still uh, number two, and that was the movie we've talked about for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Scream, still up there. The original Scream, because the new one, and that always happens, by the way, when movie new movies like, for example, John Wick just came out with John Wick 4, suddenly people are streaming the old ones because they want to see the original before they actually watch the movie. So you get a lot of that. Um, there's another one called Peter Pan and Wendy, which is on Disney+. Plus. Haven't seen it. Don't know much about it. A lot of Peter Pan films through the years. Uh, another one called Clock, which I also don't know anything in on. Uh, cocaine Bear, still hanging in there. I don't know. I may have to watch it just because it's been so popular. But And the next to... one is back out of nowhere for some reason. Well, everything all at once. Yeah. Everything everywhere all at once, which we've talked about extensively, how not a single person that I've talked to that tried to watch it could get their way through it. Yes, but it was but, an artistic masterpiece. That I, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess, Jamie Curtis. No, they all won Academy no, that was Awards. Being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, no, I know you were. Uh, Seven Kings Must Die. Still don't know what that is. Evil Dead. There's a new one out, uh, and that's a very old movie that became a movie, a video game, all kinds of stuff. And lastly, a new one that I don't know that's called the Intern. That's not a new one. You've seen it before. The Intern. Yes. I don't remember what that is. You're kidding me. The Robert, intern, is that an old one? Robert De Niro oh, you're right, it is, 2015. Hathaway? Is that hysterical that that's all of a sudden? Oh, yeah, you know what, now there? that I look at it, you're correct. I did watch that movie I when it originally came out. <laughs> yeah, I have completely, you know, so many movies, so little But that's time. amazing that it showed up. Could be because uh, at 79, Robert De Niro just had a baby. Congratulations, Robert. I'm glad you can afford it. Yeah. Uh, and well, the sad thing about having a baby at 79, much like those days of, you remember Tony Randall, who had a, you know, a child at that old, your kid's not going to, you're not going to be around when your kid graduates high school. Likely. Well, my dad was 60 when I was born. So. Okay. Even that's older. Yeah. That was way old. That was way old, old, old. Yeah. Now in yeah, TV shows, tough. you've got number one, The Diplomat, number two, right. Silo, number three, Jury Duty. Now Jury Duty is kind of interesting because it's kind of a reality show. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that it's a TV show except one guy in the jury who thinks it's a real trial. Right. And interesting, fascinating, uh, funny. Yep. Uh, then there's Succession, Citadel, 
Queen Charlotte saw nothing. Uh, I know nothing about it. Love and Dead. And number eight, Ted Lasso, my personal favorite. And Beef. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. been watching Beef, have you not? Yeah, I still haven't brought myself to see the last couple episodes. I don't know. I kind of lost interest in six or seven episodes into it. And number 10 is one of my favorites, brokenhearted that it's going out, is Mrs. Yep. Maisel. Yeah, she's great. Well, hey, that's it for us. There's the music. It's time for us to go. Uh, if you are listening on Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day for you. Uh, we will see you in a week, and have a good one. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen saying goodbye for now. We'll see you next week with some tech tips, tech ideas, and promise we're going to go to Google in the dark web and how to get Airbnb refunds next week. See you then. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.